amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them, episode 34. Lily, are we going to pretend that this is not our second time filming this? I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you just did. (laughs) So um, it's currently Wednesday in the week right now. Mm -hmm. We usually film like Tuesday or Wednesday. We filmed Tuesday this week, and we filmed for three hours because we're like, you know what? The last episode, it was pretty short. Might as well give them a long one this time. I was even suggesting maybe we cut it into two parts. That's how long it was getting. Do you know what happened? Jesse, do you want to tell them? Well, I have been having issues with memory cards. My memory cards are like getting old and like, I just need a new one. I was supposed to buy new memory cards and I went on a trip to Houston to visit my brother with two kids. And so needless to say, I did not have time or the brain power to make an order so that it would be here when I came back. So I had to run to Best Buy and all they had was micro USB cards. Anyway, point is, for some reason, my camera let me record. It was all looking great. It would even tell me like, you've exceeded, you know, like when we stop every like that 25 minutes, it would no even do that. sense. I know, my husband was literally like, it has to be somewhere. I'm like, it's not. Like I was literally losing it. Anyway, the files just disappeared. That's why I had you check on the computer to see how much space was left and she checks and it said that there was four gigs on the memory card. Um, I think mine had um, 100. No, for I don't think filming? it was really 100. It was probably like 60 though. It was so I'm much. Like, holy like, shit. We literally had to take a 30 minute break because filming was so long. So anyway, we lost everything and I felt so defeated, but we're back. And that has to say something. I um I do <laughs> want to say my hair was done yesterday. It was, and it was fly. We should show a clip. Uh, yeah, just I'm gonna for insert like, you know. yesterday me right now. <laughs> Actually, yesterday me did not have my hair curled, so I took the opportunity to curl my hair, and you. I was you going know. to, and whatever I, I shit happens. Forgot. Well, the unfortunate part is that one of the main topics, so the first topic we cover, was me reacting to it for the first time. So we can't get I that, know, which I know you guys love when we like surprise each other with one. But then I also really enjoyed it because it was just like. Oh, it's a great I was topic. So confused. We're gonna enjoy it again, I think. <laughs> now, I guess we probably will get through everything a lot faster now that now that you won't be as confused and that I don't have to figure out how to really tell the narrative. I think it really is a story of dedication that we have. I mean, for us especially, the least consistent content creators, arguably. It's ever. true. It's true. It's funny because I even thought to myself, I was like, oh my god, because like Jesse has like I I have other side jobs too, but Jesse has like another like full time. I'm like very time consuming job. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, shit, what if she's not going to be able to film and she's going to be like, let's just not do one this week. Then I was thinking, I was like, well, her audio probably recorded. So what if the video we just upload, it's just me and then her audio and it's just blank where she is. Or like we put a picture. That would have like been a, the worst <laughs> The ghost of Jesse. Just like an emoji there. Yeah, that would have been awful. And listen, I even thought of changing my Xbox gamer tag to Jesse the quitter because I love quitting. Like I have no problem quitting things. I have no problem being like, fu- like, fuck it. It's too much. I can't do it. But you know what? I didn't quit. 
Here we are. Oh, I wouldn't let you quit. And the only way that we're quitting is if, like, we have an argument or something. Or, like, we come to some mutual yeah. agreement that it's, like, we don't want to do this anymore. Or if I, like, embezzle, like, our money or something. I, I could probably forget that. But, uh... <laughs> what? Thanks. <laughs> anyway, that was a long, you know, little intro. But we do have some good topics. That's the good part is, like, at least it's stuff that... I can rant about probably 12 oh, times. We honestly, we could have felt, I wanted to keep going yesterday. Jesse was like, no, I'm tired. I was literally dying. When you have, I don't need to give the kids spiel. Let's to just get started. Kids. Yeah, let's just, let, let's just do this. So the first topic, do you want to introduce this since it was your sure. idea? Um, you guys really, I, when I asked what we should cover this week, which I feel like people on Twitter are probably like, uh, it's your show, figure it out. But I always ask you guys, and you give very good <laughs> suggestions. So many people responded with Grammy stuff. And I was like, I don't really care about the Grammys that much. Like, it wasn't that interesting to me. Me neither. But there was one thing that's like Grammys adjacent, and it was very intriguing. At first, I was like, I don't get it. And then the more I looked into it, the more I was like, my head was exploding. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the influencer I guess we'll say. The Taylor Swift lookalike. She goes by It's Just Ashley. It's a little confusing. Her handle is actually, it is Ashley 13, I believe. But um, her like shtick is that people think she's Taylor Swift and then she goes, it's just Ashley. She has a lot of follow. Like on TikTok, she has about a million followers, I think. On Instagram, it was around like 20,000. So not as much. But she has a following. But at the same time, she's kind of widely not really, I won't say not liked, but not appreciated. I think like the, our biggest confusion was what is her demographic? Is it Taylor Swift fans? Who's following her? Because 90% of her content or more probably is about her being a Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's like. not just that she like happens to look like Taylor Swift. It's one that she very much like tries to look like. like she, she buys like clothes that Taylor has, not actual Taylor's clothes, but like clothes that look similar to something that Taylor's worn. So then she will look even more like her. That just reminded me of when Taylor Swift bought all those Adam Sandler clothes <laughs> and like half of them were fake. You said Taylor Swift, but you meant Trisha Paytas. <laughs> Did I? Did I say Taylor Swift? I love that you know I meant Trisha Paytas. But yes, that is not the case. It wasn't that creepy. Oh, she also has a cat that is just like Taylor Swift's and it is also named after a Grey's Anatomy character just like Taylor's. So yeah, needless to say, creepy. it's a little strange, which I mean, quick detour before we dive into why she's a topic. Celebrity lookalikes, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> By that tone, you know how we feel. I Like honestly, if the celebrity's fine with it, okay. I think it's weird. I personally wouldn't be very flattered, especially because I had heard of her, but like she's very in it. Like she does live streams with other lookalikes. So it'll be like her, Mariah Carey's lookalike, Britney Spears lookalike, like all duetting on live stream. I didn't and it's just know that. Odd. It's so awkward. And they're all like getting oh, gifts and profiting creepy. off. It's just weird. And then also she gets recognized out in public all the time because she goes out with the red lipstick. And although she doesn't really look like Taylor up close and like without makeup for instance she does look like taylor if you saw her on the street you would think that's taylor swift for sure and she's tall well and that's like i know the video that i've seen of her which if you guys know who i'm talking about but aren't like following her you've probably seen this as well it's this uh video of her on the street that went viral and i think you hear like her mom saying no it's just ashley it's just ashley because the person is freaking out so much that they think it's taylor swift that they're not even listening to what she's 
saying because they are like literally like everything has gone silent in their world and they're meeting their idol. But plot twist, it's just Ashley. And we talked about it yesterday, uh, but it's also super weird. Just the general idea of someone looking like you in public because therefore like any behavior, mm -hmm. if you take a shit in the middle of the street or if you get drunk and you're like doing something crazy, someone could easily mistake for Taylor. That has to be some sort of like issue. Perfect example of like how that could happen. I'm like that I don't think does happen to her. But um, do you remember when uh, Yes Theory hired Tana Mojo's ex-boyfriend, um, the Justin Bieber lookalike, and he did the burrito thing. And literally yes. that was huge. And everyone believed it. Why wouldn't you? He looked exactly like Justin Bieber. I believed it. It's an interesting concept. I think most of the time celebrities voice that they're creeped out. Like the Ariana Grande one, um, that girl Paige. But she's extra creepy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, because I feel like Ariana Grande like asked her to stop and then she just like went harder. Yeah, that especially like I feel like Taylor has ignored this girl. So we really don't know. But if I had to guess, I would think Taylor probably thinks she's a little strange. You know, Taylor Swift is chronically online for being a pop star. It's weird how like in tune she is with everything. I think 100. She knows who this girl is. And if she wanted to meet her, she would have. Yeah, 100%. But if the celebrity tells you like, hey, this is a little strange strange and you keep going you should get a restraining right? order or something like i don't know the, i would be like feels like a, like a consent thing like how like with ai yeah like even with like yes. the deep fakes people were talking about that recently it's like because especially with like the ariana grande one i know ariana didn't like that she was using like cat valentine sounds but then like kind of putting them out of context and stuff and it was just making it kind of weird it was like putting content out that then reflects back on ariana and she didn't like how it felt and i think that if you happen to look like someone I do understand like maybe once in a while playing off on that or something like a perfect example is that people always in the vine days I know not now okay but people on the vine days always thought that I looked and sounded like Jennifer Lawrence Peter! yeah literally it was like this obsession everyone's like favorite. oh my god you look just like Jennifer Lawrence you look just like so I would play off of it and every once in a while would do like a Hunger Games joke or like something like that but you weren't pretending to be her no I would rather die like it just would I don't understand the appeal of not being yourself and wanting to be someone else. And that's so the thing. Often. There's a huge, huge difference between dressing up like a celebrity and like finding out that you have the ability to look very similar to a celebrity and use it for like comedy sketches or something than it is to literally craft your entire identity around being like Taylor has like styled transformations and like eras. She follows these eras. And haircuts yeah. and stuff. She mimics them. And she is a super fan, admittedly. Yeah. Like she is a very, very big fan of Taylor Swift, which to me makes it worse. <laughs> I think that's it's as if she's a, a fan page that has taken it then like a step further. Oh, definitely. But um, the reason we are gathered here today... <laughs> is um what do you say to right i would think with you i just started playing the tiktoks yeah i mean i maybe we should because basically like, uh, so just weird. quick teaser is that again she has a million followers on tiktok and then like around twenty thousand on um instagram twitter she doesn't have any and youtube she doesn't have any but somehow she got reached out to and she got invited to quote unquote, partner with the Grammys. And it's not just that she got invited. Like, that's not the tea. Oh, no, that's no, not no, everything. No. Like, you have to just sit through this one because it's very strange. Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's just start with her initial announcement that she was attending the Grammys. Where she is holding her cat that 
looks like Taylor's. What's up guys, it's just Ashley here. Sloan and I have some incredible news to share with you guys. We've been dying to tell you. Yes, it is official. I have partnered with the Grammys. Yes, the 2023 Grammys. I am headed there this Sunday. There's gonna be so many amazing performers. It's going to be an incredible night for music. Honestly, I'm most excited to see Taylor Swift because who wouldn't want to run into Taylor Swift on the red carpet? My question is, isn't there some sort of like secondhand embarrassment that would come with, or just nervousness that would come with meeting the person you like are trying to look like? I feel like that's so awkward. And doing so in a scenario where it's not organized, like it's not agreed upon. Like you would just be like, hey Taylor. Lily and I were texting about it. I was like, wait, so is she just there to be like a jump scare for Taylor? Like, what's the point? I don't get it. My thinking is that has to be the only reason that any, we'll get to who invited her in a sec, but like of all the influencers out there, it seems very, very strange you would pick a Taylor Swift lookalike to attend and walk the carpet of the Grammys where Taylor's also going to be, which at this time it wasn't announced that she was going to be there. But regardless, it's just like, even with other celebrities, what if she was walking the carpet and other celebrities were like, oh my God, Taylor, and then it, wasn't. I get nervous anyway, or I don't have been on a red carpet in a billion years, but I used to get so nervous because I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, I don't belong here. Even more so being someone that just happens to look like someone else when you know like those photographers are gonna think that you're Taylor Swift. It's so awkward. Oh my God, I can't. Something that we noted yesterday was the hashtags that she put on this TikTok. Cause she put like hashtag Grammys and it seems very sponsored yes. in the sense that she's like, watch the Grammys Sunday at 5 p.m. This is like total copy and paste from And a the language I've partnered with is def that's like in lieu of saying sponsored usually. So she actually did disclose, unlike Michaela, but she didn't fully disclose because you do still have to put hashtag ad or whatever in the caption. Mm -hmm. We'll get to why there's kind of a gray area and why she didn't, not her fault. Um, and also PS, the FTC guidelines are not the main part of this story. <laughs> not this time. Where we're at after she announces it is that everyone that sees her announcement is like, huh? Like, why the hell would anyone invite you to the Grammys? Like, that's so weird. She didn't just post that one. Then she posted this, which was a picture of a tweet <laughs> from the Swift Society saying that Taylor was going to be attending the Grammys. So the Grammys were on the 5th and she announced that she was going on the 31st. So it was very soon beforehand. But in those next few days, she posted this. And then there was like a tease of her dress. There was a get ready with me to get on the plane because also something to note is that she does not live in Los Angeles where the Grammys nope. are going to be located. So she had to travel to the Grammys. So this was a big deal for her. Then we see <laughs> this. I have partnered with the Grammys. Yes, the 2023 Grammys. <laughs> the caption to this is it's Hollywood, happens all the time, in quotes, they said. Well, I just landed in Los Angeles, but okay. Hashtag Grammys, hashtag Los Angeles, hashtag 65th Grammy Awards, hashtag red carpet. And the comments <laughs> on this TikTok are now turned off because she got a lot of backlash, which is crazy because like, she doesn't even say anything. 
What were people saying initially? You'll notice where she is in the second part, like in the stitch part of that. Like it's not blatantly obvious that she's in Los Angeles. It's not like she's like in front of the Hollywood sign or like in the airport or something. So people were basically saying like, you never went. And they were trying to say that she's just like a lunatic and that she made all of it up and that she's a pathological liar. And why would anyone invite her to begin with? That's kind of insane that people jump to that. It's sad. And that's, we'll get to like, there are weird things about this whole For thing. Sure. But like, she didn't lie. She maybe didn't handle everything appropriately, but she definitely didn't lie. I guess because of the nature of her content, people were like, no, you're definitely just like looking for cloud or whatever. But I guess I just don't really understand what it would have been for. Like they're saying that she lied, that she got invited to the Grammys, but then like she had no way of fulfilling that. So she knew she would like, what would that do for I, her? It's that I kind of understand <laughs> all of it because then I'm like, part of me was, when, especially when I first saw this, I'm like, but why would she get invited to the Grammys? You know what I mean? Like, but that it makes no sense. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that strange that people think she was lying. Like, yeah, of course they do. It's the internet. I'm just blown away how mean people were to her. Yeah, it got out of hand. Why like, do you so care? Crazy. She didn't, like, this is like the least, like, she wasn't even very dramatic about it. That changes. But um, let's go to the next one where she gives us the first kind of little explanation of what happened. The sound for it was like, what's your biggest fear or something? Yeah. And then it has text come up on the screen and it says, getting invited to the Grammys as one of the very few chosen to walk the red carpet two weeks prior, being told to make a video to say I am partnering with the Grammys by a deadline date specified in the contract, spending 2K on dress, apparel, lodging, travel, childcare, etc., landing in Los Angeles and being told as I'm taxiing that there are no more tickets and I will not be able to attend. The spending money thing is insane. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. That is absolutely not how this works. You're not supposed to, I mean, there are very, very few circumstances where a brand may make you cover like one of those things. Well, and we don't even know yet though. I guess we do because she's had to post that original video. It's like, we haven't even seen the deliverables yet. She shows us the contract in a sec. But it was, even though it didn't say sponsored, that was obvious that was a deliverable. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it, okay, it, yeah. Me. So she mentions contracts. So now it's also, again, weird that it didn't say sponsored, but then people just like keep piling on, hating her even more, saying that she's totally full shit. And even people that aren't influencers find it odd that she would have paid for all of that. And also she still hasn't mentioned who was the one that was getting her this alleged ticket to begin with, but she gets into it. So this first part of the explanation is in response to someone saying, girl, please get help. You're a compulsive liar. Got invited, yet they didn't pay for anything. You're tragic. Super Left? fucked up. Like what? Like, that's so like, fucked. Oh my God. I can't imagine so commenting that on a stranger's video. Even if you think that she genuinely is just lying, like what? To be like, you're tragic as a human being. It's a bit much. Calling me a compulsive liar, saying I never got invited, saying that I flew all the way out here to LA to try to go to the Grammys. Um, so I figured this is my story to tell. So I slept on it and I'm ready to go ahead and show you guys the receipts, show you everything that I went through the past two weeks. So if you want to continue, it's gonna be a three minute video. Make sure that you pause to read. Um, I have timeline, uh, timestamps. Um, I'm not going to cover any names whatsoever. I'm gonna make sure that this company is known and this is not for clout. This is actually going to be a learning experience. Really quick, that feels 
illegal to show everything and like names and all that is it not i guess we'll look at the contract when she gets to it but like technically they canceled so wouldn't the contract be voided so then she could show it if she didn't sign an nda but like she signed the contract and even if they didn't sign it they didn't sign it no they never returned it jesus fucking christ why why would you get out of place anyway okay continue i don't want this to happen to another creator (laughs) So we're just going to get down to it. So the company that reached out to me initially, their name is Sweetie High. So Sweetie High, let's talk about it. So Sweetie High, if you are not familiar, which like, honestly, I'm not super familiar with them specifically, but I do know that they are an outlet that's very similar to like a Clever News or like a Holly Wire. If you don't know, I used to work at Clever. I didn't really do the entertainment news stuff, but uh, we had a news channel. They would cover all the red carpets. Honestly, we would struggle to get placement at a a lot of the events on the red carpet because it's a very competitive space. Also, red carpet interviews don't necessarily do that well unless you're interviewing really good people, which you don't get unless you're getting really good placement on the carpet. If you go to all the carpets and you're at the end of the carpet and you're not getting any views on it, then you don't have any videos to show them to go back the next carpet and be like, hey, put me further up because they're gonna be like, no, no one watches your shit, we don't care. If you go to Sweetie High's YouTube channel, they have almost a million subscribers. They don't get terrible views, but they don't get like a ton. It's not super impressive. I talked to a friend that I used to work with and she said that they are very consistently on like every carpet. (laughs) But the fact that Sweetie High is the one that invited her is so strange to me. So we do find out, she tells us in a minute, she doesn't mention their YouTube channel, but they apparently have 13.5 million followers on TikTok, which is unreal to me because it feels like for an entertainment outlet, like not even the mainstream ones have in the 10 million. Like that that's a lot. I mean, but I took a look at their page and although they do post some like stupid behind the scenes with like the hosts and stuff, there's a lot of interview footage, which I could see how that would be appealing to people. I saw that they do a lot of like takeovers that they'll have an influencer like do a day in my life and then they send all the content back to them and they post it on their page. We'll let her explain a little more in this TikTok, but basically it's an entertainment, like a teeny, it's like a young teeny bopper entertainment news outlet. That already has me so confused as to why they would be the ones inviting her because even the host for Sweetie High is not gonna be walking the carpet. They would be like in their designated spot on the carpet, but like on the other side of the rope where they're interviewing people, not Yeah, like like how would Sweetie High have access to give someone the opportunity to be quote unquote one of the few chosen one that is so weird that she keeps saying that because also have you like seen footage of the grammys carpet like it's such a cluster just people walking everywhere yeah no but also it's like even in addition to that it is always there in the back of my head the weird ass element of her being a taylor swift lookalike it's like dude you're not just an influencer that people might not know you are gonna be someone whom everyone thinks is taylor swift well and really quick we didn't even talk about the fact that like people not believing her in general because they're like why would they invite you influencers do get invited to stuff like the grammys and like chris olsen was on the carpet i mean i literally feel like he's everywhere at all times (laughs) so i don't know if he's a good example but i'm not surprised when i see people like them this feels out of place (laughs) yeah that's an understatement i actually you know one time 
back when I was relevant, got to go to the Grammys. Um, Do we it know was that? back and I actually looked uh, last night because I had like barely any pictures and um, it was because I was filming the entire thing for lunchy break. So uh, here are a couple clips. Oh, hello, happy Grammys evening. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. I'm not ready for this yet. I'm not ready. She's a star. <gasps> We're pretty we're far. We're literally in the like, wiring. That's like that's that's the back wall. And guys, it's so steep. We almost fell and killed ourselves. Like these seats are literally in the highest. Like the wall is two rows behind us. You can see that we had great seats. Well, you know who also posted their seats? Chris Olsen and oh, Dylan. How were theirs? I mean, they're not on the floor. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were on okay. the rise. Well, so ours were in like the literal, like you you can't get any further away. Yeah, it's a, like truly closet. like the top, top yep. tier <laughs> and against the wall. We got those tickets because at the time our like parent company had hired a PR company that was repping us. They, I guess, were given a handful of tickets and they gave them out as they saw fit. But that was like, feel like also at our like, peak relevance and we didn't get to walk the carpet at all like that was not even a question it was like no no you can uh, you can just attend the concert and it's going to be so far away you're going to get a nosebleed <laughs> yeah I feel like uh influencers on a carpet are nothing new but you haven't allotted time so they say hey influencers show up way before celebrities show up you have this window of time and if you don't arrive in this window of time you're not fucking yep, walking correct, the carpet correct. like it's not happening because yep. nobody cares literally they're like, we don't want to confuse the photographers and have them be like, are you in the movie? No, you need to be way beforehand. And they're like, one person is taking pictures, maybe. I was saying this yesterday, but one of my most embarrassing moments is from a red carpet from Ant-Man, the movie premiere. And I showed up late and I missed that media window, the social influencer media opportunity. And when I would arrive to an event, I would always tell my brother, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But he'd be like, you're going to do it. Like, we could do this. So he somehow got me on the carpet right after Paul Rudd. And bitch, when I say they drop the cameras, they drop the fucking cameras, except for one beautiful woman who said, There's I got you, girl. The one <laughs> she was like, I feel bad for you. But that's like very common. So her getting invited to the Grammys, like nothing new. And also and though, like the reason we used to go to stuff, like we'd get invited to movie premieres and stuff is because it helps promote the movie, which yes, she is promoting the Grammys, but I don't know. It still feels like kind of a weird choice. Yeah. If she's going to be walking the carpet, like the Grammys, given it is like a little, it's not as like, just like one narrow carpet that people are just like mm -hmm. walking down one five foot wide area. The celebrities are all kind of like meandering around and then there's the people on the other side of the rope being like, oh, let me interview you. Who's who's gonna, is someone gonna interview her? Why would she walk the car? Like I, I get know. even the TikTokers, like some people, like I mean, probably fucking Sweetie High would be interviewing the influencers. That makes sense, but like, what are they gonna ask her? What are you working on? Your next Taylor yeah, Swift it's look? bizarre. And I'm really not trying to be mean. I'm just yeah. trying to like really understand it's, the logic it, behind it's it. It's very out of place. Anyway, let's keep uh, watching her explanation. They are a verified account. Their name is Sweetie High right here. They have 13.5 million followers. So on January 18th of this year, I received a DM in my Instagram account that looked like this. You can pause. So it's from Sweetie High themselves. <laughs> And uh, they say, hi, Ashley, do you have a time for a chat today? We are partnering with the Grammys and I would love to chat with you about the opportunity. Shortly after receiving that message, I went ahead and responded. Pause to read. She says, good morning. Absolutely. I am free anytime today. To which Sweetie High replies, 
amazing. What is your cell? And then she gets Honestly, the I feel number. like we went through all of the messages yesterday. We can probably skip through a lot of these because she included so many like general communication. It's like, I'll call you tomorrow. Oh, I'm busy. I'll call you the next day. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, I don't care. Get to the point, girl. <laughs> Say that I was being invited to the Grammys. So this woman um, got on the phone and she pretty much just explained the company, explained everything um, that they stood for and what the plan- What does Sweetie High stand for? <laughs> Views? <laughs> Nothing? Celebrity interviews. We stand firmly for them. And what the plan was for me, and that was to partner with the Grammys. Yeah, and then once you get there, what was the plan? When people start mistaking you for Taylor Swift, what, what was the plan then? Oh, we'll get there because she Guys, makes a very interesting- <laughs> She makes it a very interesting point. It specifically told me that there would be more information to come and that um, if I was interested, that they would get me a ticket. She specifically told me that no flight was going to be paid for. My lodging, needed to be out of my pocket and that they don't promise any compensation. Just for the new influencers on the scene, again, that is not normal. Like that's not common, especially for a huge ass fucking event like the Grammys. They absolutely, like the bare minimum they should be doing if they are the ones inviting you or you're partnering with them is paying for your shit. I literally was once flown to Chicago, room and board, and my brother was flown out just to talk to a company and give them some advice on like, working with influencers. Like it's literally like these brands fly you out for nothing. You guys thought Dubai was like a huge thing for Tarte. That's oh, a fart God. in the wind for Tarte. I don't know how people view it because I know that like flights and hotels are expensive for us like normal folk. But for these huge corporations, never fucking accept that. That is so insane. I think of like when we went to the Grammys and mm. it would have been a similar situation to that even except that we weren't considered partners of the Grammys. <laughs> Like someone just gave us the ticket. The Grammys wasn't paying for our Uber to get there. We just got the ticket and we had to handle everything else. We all paid for like our clothes and stuff, obviously. Like we had a stylist and paid for her. That reminded me that for certain movie premieres, they would even pay for our Ubers. They would pay for lifts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they'll give you a code and stuff. Yeah. And it's very much, they like if they're inviting you, they want it to be like a great experience and they want to cover everything for you. For example, let's say there's an event in New York and I get reached out to and they want to invite me <laughs> oh. <laughs> are we just daydreaming yeah i'm like back in the day if i got invited to an event in new york they wouldn't most times at least and i guess even times in the past i feel like i've actually received things like this they don't initially ask you to come they ask where are you based because if they have the budget to fly you out then it's not a concern and they'll just like say it's in new york and they'll offer but if they don't have the budget then they're not gonna be like, hey, you can come to our premiere, but you'd have to fly here yourself. Like, no, because that's a weird kind of tacky, like, way to handle it. I've <laughs> actually been flown for a movie premiere before, and I remember thinking, like, why are they doing that? You know what I mean? Like, it was, and I had no, like, necessary deliverables in exchange, and they got me a driver, like, met me at the airport. It was a whole thing. I had hotel, flight, everything was booked. You know, Megan has been, Megan Ranks, our good friend Megan, she has yeah. been posting on TikTok about this, and she posted about how she went to the Grammys, and they paid for her hotel, <laughs> because she lives in LA, that so she doesn't need flight. That bitch got to... 
Oh, I guess she got, was it the Grammys or she was at some, like Megan went and she was with the celebrities Bitch. because she went with, she went like as a guest of a brand. So she mm. sat at the, it, like the brand had a table and she sat with them. Which they pay a lot of money for. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. So again, back to this situation, Sweetie High feels like such a weird company to be the one facilitating any of this. For sure. And that she doesn't mention them in the Instagram post. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll elaborate on yeah. that more in a minute, but it's just like very strange. And also I'm like, call me jaded, but like I would not pay $2,000 to go to a glorified concert. Absolutely not. No, there's no world in which that should be necessary. Like, no. Like, I guess people are doing that for like Taylor Swift concerts and stuff, but like Taylor wasn't even performing. I asked her if I could bring my husband. My husband is my acting manager. He does a lot for me um, on the side and for this entire brand and business. And she told me that that was not off the table and that we would talk about it further. This is my next That's text no. message. Go ahead and pause to read. This is unimportant, too. Yeah, she just shares so many texts that are random. She's basically, like, confirming that she brought up uh, asking if her husband could come. Yeah. Pretty much just awaited her call. I thought in my mind from the beginning I had a really weird feeling and I could not shake it. It's so strange that she mentions that because that's the only time. <laughs> Guys, it's just Ashley here. Sorry I've kept you waiting um, for part two. I've just been trying to enjoy myself out here and... LA. I mean, it flew all the way out here. Um, so I apologize for that. Uh, I can't fit everything all in three minutes. So that's why I have to do multiple parts, but we'll just get into it. If you haven't watched part one, just go ahead and watch that. Oh, come on, girl. These videos, you know, you can <laughs> say they're for clout, but come on. I am honestly on here to be fully transparent with you guys and we, we to, uh, protect myself too transparent. <laughs> and let you guys know what happened over the course of two weeks. I will say I don't fault like I, I, we're making jokes and making fun of her. I, I'm not trying to be mean. I do understand why she is making explanation videos. Oh, I understand that like she very much got played to look like the asshole here and people said she was a pathological liar and she does have receipts to show that she's absolutely not. It's just that the receipts also happen to show that she maybe is not the best businesswoman. <laughs> not just not the best businesswoman. She's a little off, you know, a, li a little bit off. <laughs> yes, uh, generally, um, yes. Well, you'll see. But 100%, like if a 100 people are telling you, you fucking liar, you're so dumb, whatever. Yeah, I'd be showing receipts too. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not lying. So I totally get why she's doing it. She's a bit long-winded. Yeah, so like her explaining herself over and over. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, exactly. It's like she's explaining herself over and over. I feel like everyone's like, yeah, no, no, we get it. We understand why you're telling yeah. us. Please just tell us. <laughs> about a company such as Sweetie High, the Grammys. I'm not on here to speak ill about anyone. This is just a learning experience. So this doesn't happen to anyone else. So we left off with um, this text message. You can pause to read. After that, I didn't really Lovely. hear anything uh, for a few days and I followed up and this is what they texted. And pause to read. So we ultimately set up another time. No, it's literally to them just over everything. It's like literally scheduling there. a phone call. <laughs> um, she told me that I was actually chosen to be one of the very few to walk the red carpet. How far into it are we? We're like not even halfway. <laughs> a minute in, and she's literally just told us like how they're planning a phone call that yes. they still have not confirmed. Girl, you gotta know that like if you don't catch people in the first like 15 seconds, the internet has no attention span. Like watching this for the second time, I'm literally like, girl. Thank God with TikTok, you can fast forward. I know. Actually chosen to be one of 
of the very few to walk the red carpet. There was no motive behind it. They just talked about promoting and uh, partnering with the Grammys. Partnering with the Grammys will come up multiple times in these videos and I will explain the reason behind it. So shortly after that, I received the contract. So this would bring us to January 25th and this is the email that I received. Okay, now we can slay because now we, we have the contract and this is a doozy. <laughs> Okay, so this email is from Marion from Sweetie High, and they say, Hi, Ashley. Hope you had a fab day. Attached is the Grammys contract with all the events listed in addition to the social re requirements, which, again, mm -hmm. is a brand deal that should be disclosed. We are thrilled to have you as an official Grammys partner. They don't have quotes yep. there. I just put the quotes. And really looking forward to next week. So... The contract itself is a one pager, so it's pretty like concise, but people were noticing. <laughs> one of the first things on there is that Ashley understands and agrees that the producer reserves the right to modify, reschedule, postpone, cancel, and or not utilize the results and proceeds of any archival results and proceeds at any time for any reason. I fucking hate contracts. I'm always like, what am I reading the Bible? Like it's so old timey. <laughs> I'm like, why would you Legalese choose that Legalese is like <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's stupid. That's code for we can say sorry at any time. Yeah, well, and something to know is that that's very common. That's in every contract. And there's like a few standard things. I feel like there's always that where they could cancel with like written notice or whatever the terms are at any given time for any reason. And also you can't disparage them in any way. So that's what like, I don't know if that's Correct. on here, but I'd be curious to know because she's kind of disparaging them <laughs> a little bit. Basically people were bringing up that, that they could cancel at any time, but she brings up that this is the initial contract and that they like did tweaks to it and eventually get another one back. It's worth noting we never see the final contract. And she also mentions like a deal memo or something at one point. So that's the only one we see. But then the second page has the deliverables Which is in on it. Motherfucking sane. There's the so way that many. I would just shit my pants if I saw this in return for me booking my own flight. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tell you to suck my ass. Like literally. Agreed. That's how I would react as well. Maybe not with that exact verbiage. <laughs> it isn't as much as it looks like when you consider the fact that she's just posting on her own page and she's just posting like about her experience. It's not like she has to like have a product or something. Like she literally is just showing herself going to the Grammys, which I feel like she would be doing anyway. I guess. So she probably sees these and is like, of course I would be posting that anyway. But again, where the fuck does Sweetie High come into this? Why the hell are they acting as like a talent manager? They're like being like a talent booker here. Yeah, if there was like any money involved, then I'd be like, oh, well, that's what it is, is that they're getting a portion of the money that is for this deal. But there is no money involved. It's just an opportunity. I have no fucking clue what is happening here. Like, I'm just like, why? Well, and because in the beginning, and even for like the major, like for the first half of the one we filmed yesterday, I very much was thinking that she kind of was misled to think that it was like a walking the red carpet, when in reality, it was like they got another press badge or something. And like, she was going to be like a special court correspondent or something on the carpet. And that made more sense. But also that she wasn't an official Grammys partner, but that it was like an official Grammys partner of Sweetie High and that she like I'm misunderstood. Sorry. I know it sounds really mean, but unless she was 
there on behalf of Sweetie High or whatever the case may be to do something Taylor related, it literally makes no sense that they would invite her. Like there's no, I don't know how to say it in a nice way. It just makes no sense. Imagine them having heard you interview. I mean, this was not the case, but imagine if they hired, if they hired her and did pair to come and do interviews and as this Taylor look like she's interviewing celebrities that makes so much more then sense then that's gonna blow up their TikTok it's gonna be the huge yes. hit because it's gonna be awkward as fuck and they don't really care if it's awkward for her they're like yes views because that's what they stand for I don't know I went into this whole thing thinking that she had like misunderstood the situation maybe or like was misled and was thinking she was like a guest when in reality she was kind of being just brought on as press and it's like a gimmick also that she had misunderstood the Grammys partner thing and like thought it was through the Grammys but no apparently Sweetie High really does have some kind of relationship with the Grammys the recording academy and they actually were able to do this it's funny because the person Marion here on the email uh signature their title is VP of production and talent relations I don't think Sweetie High is that big of a company I think of like Clever didn't have like a talent relations, like Defy did, but Clever didn't. Yeah. So it feels like almost they've been like hired by the Recording Academy to work as a talent agency or something because they're very much facilitating this whole thing. And do you want to read these content notes that they included? Yeah, so they included some lovely content notes. The most bizarre being that they do not need to approve the content, which to me is weird. Like, I feel like uh, you almost always need to not, approve. Not necessarily for a lot of event based stuff I've, oh because it's in real time yeah, yeah that's because true. they don't want to have to worry like if there's someone on the ground that can do it in person sometimes they'll do it but usually they're like eh, yeah, as long as you true. include this it's fine um they said there's no need to tag hashtag ad paid partner etc as you are a guest of the academy slash grammys how can you be vp of production and talent relations and not understand how brand deals work let me explain something to you like you don't have to be paid in order to have a like an exchange with a brand that you need to disclose. So if you are required to post something and you are getting something in return for that, you need to put hashtag ad. You do not need to put hashtag ad if a brand gifts you something with no expectation of posting. So if a brand just sends something to your house, you don't need to post hashtag ad. But because she is going to the event, in order to get to the event, she needs to do this for the brand. That is a transaction that she absolutely needs to disclose. How the fuck can Marion not understand that? Yesterday, you guys, that like was the first thing Jesse noticed. And I was like, honestly, that's not really the main point of the story. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what it is? Like you were saying, like, for example, yesterday I received a delivery from my friends at Stouffer's because of course I love frozen lasagna and frozen mac and cheese. It's my favorite thing. So we had uh, first connected on Instagram like a year ago and they reached out and were like, happy anniversary, friend. Can we send you some stuff? And I was like, yes, absolutely. There was absolutely no like follow up is like, okay, we expect five stories and three posts and what no they just sent it to me they know that I'm probably going to post that's why all PR companies send anything it's because there's a high chance that the person is going to post so you might as well it's worth the risk yeah. for something like this and especially I find it interesting that like it's not even like they kind of try and hide that it's a brand deal like it literally says the goal is to get Gen Z to watch the Grammys live and tune into the show like there's 
Like the whole. <laughs> There's a campaign goal. Yeah. But again, she is a newer influencer. Like I don't want to like crack down on her for not disclosing because I genuinely feel like obviously she was instructed by a well-known brand that she didn't this have to. This is a Marion problem, I think, over uh, <laughs> over an Ashley problem. <laughs> Let's cancel Marion. Who's with me? The last bullet point is absolutely outrageous. And it says, this is your chance to have a humble brag as an official partner of the 2023 Grammys, the way I would projectile vomit if I read that, like, ew. That just gave me the ick. But what's so funny is that, like, you know that that's what got Ashley to pay for it and go. Because she's been, like, mentioning Grammys partner and, like, putting tune-in information even after the whole brand deal went to shit. So I'm like, she was really yeah. holding up her end of the bargain when she wasn't getting anything. So she was so proud of that partnership that she was still posting afterwards. Unfortunately, we have about 17 more explanations. So let's let's keep it moving here is it this one part three okay. oh this is where things get weird hey guys it's just ashley here um so yesterday we left off with part two if you haven't seen one and two you can go watch it again i'm not on here to speak ill about any company or defame anyone i am just talking about my experience and what happened if you were being called a pathological liar and being attacked especially by people on the internet you'd want to get on here and explain the reason why you weren't attending something that you were told That's that fair. you needed yeah, to say that you were going to attend so yesterday we left off with the deal memo so i sent the deal memo over we exchanged a ton of emails back and forth i was very adamant that i needed someone to walk with me on the red carpet to feel comfortable and they they refused to allow that for me. So I sent them the deal memo for them to sign. They did not sign it. They did not get back to me. They did give me the runaround. They said, yes, I will um, get back with you. I'm gonna go ahead and bring someone else in to look over the deal memo. Um, and I never heard back. This deal memo specifically stated because when I'm out in public and people think that I am Taylor Swift, which is, I have brown eyes. You cannot mistaken me for Taylor Swift. No press, no. Ma'am, the way I actually went feral when I heard this for the first time, because what? Even before we get to the fact that her literal entire brand and personality and identity is all based upon Taylor Swift, she literally starts that sentence with, when people recognize me as Taylor Swift. It's impossible to, for people to mistake me as Taylor Swift. Are, are you? What? Well, and there's a million different elements that go into that. But to me, the main one being, if you think you see Taylor Swift, there's like this tall blonde girl that looks very, very much like Taylor Swift. Are you gonna fucking be pulling out your binoculars to see the eye color to make sure they're blue? No. Just imagine someone like running up to her and being like, let me see your eyes. I feel like eyes are such an intimate thing that you really have to spend time with a person to even realize. And Taylor Swift doesn't like, yeah, I guess if I thought really hard, I could guess that she had, I think she has blue eyes, yes? Blue eyes, yeah. She doesn't have like piercing blue, like not no. these like memorable blue eyes that everyone knows that she has. So I'm kind of like, I wouldn't bet my life on whether <laughs> like she could have hazel eyes. I don't know. The fact that she, this girl who literally, her whole thing is that she is a Taylor Swift lookalike. That is her whole brand. Yeah, you cannot pretend that you are, I mean, yes, you are Ashley, but I mean like your brand is not Ashley. You are a Taylor Swift lookalike. That is your thing. If you weren't, why would they invite you to the Grammys? We always circle back into that, but literally exactly. Why would she be, and it sounds so mean, but you have to understand there has to be something in it for the Grammys and I just don't see it. But also you brought up a good point yesterday where if you've ever been to a red carpet, you know 
that 99.9% of the photographers are old, middle-aged men. They don't even know who they are. Yeah, well, so that's, <laughs> I think she, I, has she said it yet in this where she's like, no press, no photographer is going to mistake me for t- Literally, and I was like, girl, have you seen who the photographers are on red carpets? Because it's not a bunch of Taylor Swift fans. And also, I feel like they would feel maybe like they're being pranked if like the person holding the paper with the name on it said Ashley, they'd be like, oh, like this is Taylor trying to be like in disguise. <laughs> like, I just feel like it goes so bad. Oh my God. Well, so keep playing to uh, hear about her concern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to protect myself. So I made this deal memo to ensure that no press, no videos, no photos would be mistake, but would have Taylor Swift name on it. So it was just for protection and they would not sign it. They probably wouldn't sign it because that's not up to them. They don't control the photographers and Getty and the people that are captioning and tagging these photos. No. And guess what? That probably would happen, which is why it's so fucking weird that you were invited to the Grammy. Yeah, no, that would 100% happen. And okay, you walk the carpet. By the time you're inside of the event, those pictures are uploaded somehow. Like it's oh, literally yes, insane. Yes. They have computers there. They're uploading it. You don't get like, nobody's gonna go on your behalf have to each photographer and be like that's actually Ashley it's just Ashley it's not Taylor like they don't give a fuck they just want a picture well and it's not like the photographer to my knowledge I don't think it's a one-man show like the photographer gives the photo sends the photos to someone it's probably like an intern or someone uploading them to the website and putting all the metadata in it starts becoming a little bit apparent at this point where she is a little bit I don't know what the word is, but she just... Entitled? I want to say entitled, but I feel like that word comes with like a, a tag of malice. And I don't think she's malicious. I just no. think she's like maybe a little delusional. <laughs> a little bit. Like a little bit just not understanding what's happening. I feel mean saying that, but... Mm. Again, in a not... In a way that I'm not trying to be mean, a little self-absorbed. Like, yeah. just kind of like, girl, well, <laughs> we'll get to yeah. the most... Yeah, it gets worse. Uh, self -absor yeah. <laughs> it's... Oh my God, keep playing. So in between that, I went ahead and got this email. So this is what I mainly wanted to explain to you guys is the reason why I made that video on January 31st. So here's the we email. No, it's Posture because it was in your contract. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this was interesting. So basically, this is Sweetie High emailing the day that her first post is supposed to go up, and they hadn't really talked about creative, I guess. So Marion says, the idea is for you to have your own Swifty take, but we thought it could be great to get the fandoms excited that you were going. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then I guess, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a, I think it's like a quote that they want her to say or a caption they want her to put. And it says, this is for Taylor Swift and only Taylor Swift. Swifties, blow this up. I'm going to the Grammys. You need to be going to the Grammys. Referring to Taylor needs to be going. Let's make this happen. Tell her to Swifty it up. I'm gonna need some protection for that level of cringe. So I guess Taylor hadn't announced yet that she was going to be attending. Actually, and we didn't even dive into yesterday. You said protection, it made me think of it. A lot of people were also saying, not that she lied about all of this, but that Taylor's team probably found out that she was coming and put the kibosh on the all kibosh. of it. Because it was like after she posted this, because then uh, even- She got blacklisted. Literally. And it's like, they definitely would have the power to do that. I don't think that that happened. But oh, it would take one second of Taylor just being like, yeah, that's weird. I don't like that for her to be blacklisted from the Grammys forever. Yeah, 100%. So I don't think that happened. But like, oh, 
<laughs> but this is so fucking cringe. So I guess this was, like you said, before Taylor announced that she was going to the Grammys. And for some reason, Sweetie High had some vested interest in getting this Taylor Swift lookalike to ask Taylor Swift to go to the Grammys. Am I just not understanding something or? Because if Taylor Swift has not decided yet that she's going to attend, this you know what's really it. gonna make her go? <laughs> Yeah, this was definitely gonna do it for her. And then also it shows all the like tune-in information that she has to put. And oh, the last one. Do not disparage, insult, or provide any negative or defamatory commentary about the Grammys, Grammy nominees, the Grammy host, or the Recording Academy. Hmm. She hasn't though. No, she hasn't, but I I'm sure the Grammys doesn't. And that, I mean, that was referring just to the post as well. Another example of how much of like a brand deal this is. Yeah. So in that email, they ultimately wanted me to get Swifties on the side and try to get, I guess, Taylor to come to the Grammys because it wasn't announced yet. That is when I was like, well, that's not me. So I will just go ahead and have my own take on how I would do the announcement. I would have never have announced that I was going to the Grammys when I did not know and I didn't have a ticket if I wasn't told that I needed to make that video by midnight on January 31st. So that's why I'm here right now explaining this to you guys. Yeah, we, we understand. Yeah, uh, she really, uh, we, under, we know why you're, <laughs> we, got we know why we're gathered here today. Okay, so continuing on to the next explanation. What a marathon, am I right? I know. So from there, um, my PR just took over everything and they were talking back and forth. And after that conversation, she pretty much just wanted to pay me off. She wanted to give me a bunch of money. She was like, okay, um, I will give you um, $800. <laughs> and I was just like, it's not about the money. Listen, $800, like it's not, not a lot of money, but just like, it just didn't, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the number I was expecting. <laughs> it feels a little arbitrary when the number she put out was 2000. <laughs> and also that wasn't like hush money. That was like reimbursement money <laughs> that they didn't have to give you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing in the contract about reimbursement. And also we'll get into it in a second because she continuously, she mentioned PR and then she continuously mentions her publicist. And I just have to say- Wait, no, that's what I was just going to bring up. We missed it or a couple of TikToks ago. I think we ended it early. She- uses the word oh, publicist yeah. like five times in a row. Yesterday was when we were like, people don't just have publicists on retainer. I don't know a single person that has a publicist continuously or one that you would like have deal with something like this because it's so fucking expensive. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars a month just to have them there. Literally, even like legitimate actual mainstream celebrities do not have them constantly. You have them for certain like events. If you have a launch of a, like your own brand or if you're gonna be on a show and you wanna get a bunch of interview ops or something, something for them to promote. Otherwise, they're just like getting you to go on shows and stuff for no reason. So it's either because of some kind of event or launch or something, or if you have like some huge kind of scandal that you need help, like you need like a fixer. I've seen that. I've seen influencers hire for scandals and things like that. That makes a lot more sense because it's like, I'm going to use your, you know, your services just for this brief amount of time, you know, drop a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for one. Exactly. Or two days of work, honestly. Um, but there is, and, and I say this with peace and love, there's no fucking way she has a publicist. 
There's just no, unless it's like her cousin or her aunt. Yeah, I was going to say unless it's someone. like not a real publicist that she's paying. And she already does say that her husband is her manager, which earlier I had assumed I was like is the publicist her husband as well. She does say later that it's like it's a girl, so it's definitely another person. But yeah, that is unheard of. No, it's just not a thing. There's no way she has a publicist. But anyway, and also it was during the contract negotiations when she brings it up. She says that that was who um, decided she should send a deal memo over and send her own yeah, they contract don't do or that. something. Which I was like, that's weird to begin with. Yeah. And also, a publicist doesn't negotiate contracts. Like, no. I get that this is kind of a publicity event, maybe. But I'm like, no, your husband would be doing that if he's your manager. like, Or a lawyer. No- There's only two people. Like, yes, your manager, exactly. your lawyer, or you should be reviewing Definitely not a publicist. No. It's just like, it's not about the money for me. It was more about the experience. So I understand that you can cancel. That's perfectly fine. Obviously, but now I have to go not. back to my followers and I have to explain to them that I didn't, in fact, lie that you guys told me to come out here and do all this and then cancel as I'm landing. Um, And they all knew that I was taking off that day. Um, So they knew I was getting on my flight. So it had to have been a very last minute pull. I have all of that information from my PR, everything down to all the phone calls, back and forth, 11 different times. I contacted the CEO of the Grammys to just ask, you know, so apparently I I know you all are saying like, oh my God, Taylor Swift has a restraining order on you and, and Taylor Swift's team was behind this. No, they didn't have a ticket for me. They bit off more than they could chew. And I since learned yesterday that this company has actually done this to multiple people and that they've stayed quiet and they pay them off. And that's what she wanted me to do. And after she found out I had reached out to the CEO, she got very, very angry, um, (laughs) called my PR 10 plus times. Why does she keep saying my PR? That's not even the right way to... PR stands for public relations. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense in the context. But you heard that right. Just in case you thought maybe you CEO got like a little Q-tip Grammys. fuzzies in oh. your ear or something. No. She contacted the CEO of the Grammys. The way I screamed when I first heard her say that, I was like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, you didn't. It is absolutely so unhinged that she did this. That when I first heard it, I said, she's lying. But then Lily says, oh, no, no, no. She shows the messages. <laughs> to which I could not fucking believe it's what a, I was it's saying. It's in the next one. Someone uh, comments back after she had said that they tried to bribe her with $800. They go, $800 for all this trouble? At Sweetie High needs to make it a public apology. Yeah, that was when I was taxiing. Um, after I had gotten a hold of the CEO of the Academy and um, everything, they tried to offer more money to keep me quiet. So, um, yeah, they've just they've just been trying to bribe me. Um, and you can't put you can't put monetary value on an experience like that. Um, but I've already explained it's perfectly fine. It's more of the fact that I have to come back to you guys and my followers and explain that. I mean, you could put a monetary value on that. Yeah, it was you like, well, <laughs> I mean, you, you did even originally. You, you said 2000. But, and again, in the contract, they were not required to pay her back. But also, 
she had said that they negotiated different stuff in the contract. I'm like, why wouldn't you have negotiated that? But it's like, yeah, they can cancel, but then they have to cover my flight. I know. But guys, none of that matters because we're getting to the CEO part. And that's the best part of this all. Oh my God. So people obviously called her out because when you say you, you message the CEO of the Gram, it just sounds like the biggest fucking bullshit lie. So someone said the CEO of the Grammys? What planet do you live on? Which is a little mean, but low key. I, I had a similar thinking, reaction. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And this was her response. Just, oh my God. Not what you expect. You know exactly who I meant. Um, if you know the Grammys, you know the Recording Academy hosts the Grammys. So the Recording Academy, which is who I've had to um, at on my videos, you know, per the contract, um, Harvey Mason Jr. is the CEO of the Recording Academy. So I hope that clears it up. Ma'am, that's not what he was asking. <laughs> it was literally, girl, what? Like, I can't tell for that one. I'm like, is she trolling us? Does she think that he was really asking who is the CEO of the Grammys? No, I think, no. I think that was her way of being like snarky and sarcastic, but it was, it fell so flat. It was so that's bad. so weird. And also like, do you just know who the CEO of the record, or, or like, did you Google it? Let's let her explain her little CEO experience. So then after that, someone comments, he goes, has all the receipts except conveniently this one. Oh no, she well, does. she has it. And um, she messaged Harvey Mason Jr. verified on Instagram. She DMs him on Instagram and says, hey, I wanted to reach out personally if you had a second to talk. Oh, he sure does. The CEO of the Grammys. The Grammys are on a Sunday. She's messaging him on a Friday at 9.04 p.m. He definitely has a minute. I can't imagine he has anything else going on. Um, But Ashley says, I just landed in LAX a few hours ago as I was to attend the main event and walk the red carpet for the Grammys. I was asked to get a PCR and that was in the process. But as I landed, I was told I was no longer attending because they didn't have a ticket for me anymore. I was wondering if you could shed some light on this situation. Thank you for your time. And then she tags him randomly, which I'm unsure the point. I don't think that does anything in a DM. Yeah, I, I'm not, that was a boomer move. Weird. I would think that, you know, um, Harry would be, his name's Harry? Yeah. Harvey. Harvey. Sorry. Harvey Mason Jr. I would assume Harvey would be a little busy and not be checking his DMs, but he does. And he even responded and said, hi, Ashley, I'll look into this. Who invited you or where did your tickets come from? So I know where to start. Honestly, a troubleshooting bless his heart. Could you imagine his like, what are, what was going through his head when he clicked the profile and saw who it was? I mean, here's the only thing that I can think. I mean, I personally didn't know Harvey Mason Jr. was the Recording Academy CEO. Never heard. Like, I don't feel like he's getting blown up in the dms you know what i mean like i feel like he probably no but do most people have like their dms from random people yeah i feel like you have to turn that off if you don't want it but anyway fucking crazy that she messaged him unreal like that level like the secondhand embarrassment i felt i was explaining yesterday that that would be like if i had a brand deal with truly and also that this brand deal went through like a separate third-party ad agency <laughs> and that yeah. i was never communicating with truly to begin with and yet when the communication went sour there. I then reached out to the CEO of Truly to fix things. Are you joking? How could you possibly think that that was worth his time? And I understand you're frustrated. I understand you feel cheated. I get the whole thing. But that level of like, oh yeah, like I need to go to the CEO. Like it's so bizarre and just so strange to me. And that she's like, I just wanted to reach out to you personally. Huh? 
I don't know. I think all in all, all of this was received pretty poorly. I mean, people are still like on her ass. And I think it's a result of a few things. I think her cadence is a little strange. I think she maybe is a little bit of a strange cookie. But besides that, I think that it's a lesson in the way that you gather your following dictates your online experience heavily. And I think that this is proof that just because you have followers, that doesn't mean that you're an influencer or you're someone that people resonate with or trust. And it shows in moments like this. People gave her no grace, no leeway, no benefit of the doubt. It was like immediately attacking her, which again, we don't think is right. It's just all so fucking weird. (laughs) And it's like, I get it. It sucks. But it also is a huge lesson to her. Don't pay your way to places. Don't do posts for free unless you genuinely maybe love the brand and if you feel it in your soul and your heart and it's organic and you want to do it. Don't do shit for free. People will take advantage of you. I found it so interesting also that she kept saying that this was like a learning experience, but she wasn't referring to it for her. Like, I mean, she did say for all of us, but like Mm -hmm. she very much was framing it as like that they did something wrong, which like, yes, I guess the principle, they canceled our last minute. That sucks. They're assholes. But that does happen. And it was in the contract and it was kind of a weird deal to begin with. I also think it's weird. She never showed like for all the texts and like all the screenshots she shows, we have so many of like them planning phone calls, meaningless shit. Where's all the stuff when she like found out she wasn't going and like when she's on the plane and like when she's taxing, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Where, where are all those? Not to say they don't exist. I'm sure they do. Why she only showed the initial contract? Why don't we yeah. see any of the final stuff? My favorite part of uh, us covering it yesterday is that we get to this point and then Jesse goes, is that it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yes, yes. It just kind of abruptly ends. I was so confused. I'm like, the journey's done. Like, it, it just yes. is so strange. But, you know. <laughs> We've arrived at our destination. For better or for worse. Um, Well, fun, right? There was, a, I actually got a few DMs about this topic where people were like, hey, saw something was going on with the Taylor Swift lookalike lady. Don't feel like looking into it. Can you help out? <laughs> like, can you, you and Lily do the work? I was like, yeah, we got you. Don't worry. So that's the Taylor Swift lookalike drama. Honestly, I think the topic in general isn't that interesting, but I I think it's worth it just for the comments about the eye color and the CEO DMs. No, the CEO thing was beautiful. It's going to stick with me. <laughs> um, but before we move on, should we uh, share a word from our sponsor? Because we have a sponsor. We absolutely should. Thank you so much to Scentbird for once again sponsoring this podcast. For a third time, you guys. Round of applause. I got me Scentbirds right here. And honestly, this was such a freaking good month. So if you guys don't know, Scentbird is a fragrance subscription service that lets you choose a designer fragrance each month for just $17. Every month you get to pick what you want. So there are no surprises unless you want there to be, if you're into that kind of thing. But I like to choose mine. And whether you are an experienced perfume wearer or if you're new to perfume and you wanna like find your signature scent, this is great for everyone. They come in these cute little vials that are bigger than your average sample size. Oh yeah, this is like well over a month supply. Again, I have so many Scentbird scents that like, I I don't think I've run out of one yet. My husband has, but I haven't because I always switch it up. You just have them in a little rotation. I do, yeah. And I just went traveling and this was insanely convenient. Me and my husband both brought our favorite one. travel size. Yes, and it's not heavy. Perfume bottles are so heavy when you travel with them and then you have to, whatever. Anyway, also just perfume in general always reminds me of my mom. I feel like my mom's the perfume queen. When she walks in a room, you know that she's there because alien is her scent but like she bathes in perfume and I just I don't know I I never before this been an explorer of scents and I feel like Scentbirds helped me 
branch out. Honestly, I did have a scent I wore for a while, but it was very, very, very expensive mm. and I cannot afford it right now. <laughs> so this is the perfect solution for me because I can't afford to get a full, they're so expensive, they're like three, $400 for a bottle and like, I don't need a full bottle, this is fine. If you guys wanna try out Scentbird, click the link in the description below and use the code DOWEKNOW to get 55% off your first month. That would make your first month just a little bit over $7, which is super affordable. I mean, $17 was already affordable. $7, definitely affordable. Much better than $400. Which is your favorite you got this time? Well, I got three and God help me with that first name, but it is Yusovert by Joga. And I am positive oh. I said that wrong. I got Tamarindo from Memo Paris. And my favorite was Michel Germain Sexual Noir. It's like oh. sexy, but it's not like gourmand sweet, you know, that like sickening sweet smell. No, this is the perfect, sexy, delicious, fresh, sweet vibe. I feel like I always like all of the ones they send me, mm. but the three I got this time were Soleil Vibrant, Lalique, Goutal, oh God, Goutal Paris, Tenue de Soiree. But I think my favorite this time was was Rebecca Minkoff by Rebecca Minkoff. Ooh, slay. Some fancy stuff. That is. It smells amazing. It's a little musky. Big fan. Love that. But yeah, if you guys are interested in trying Scentbird, be sure to click the link in our description and then use our code DOWEKNOW and you'll get 55% off your first month. Thank you so much to Scentbird for sponsoring this episode. We love you. We love you. We do. Keep coming back. Oh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> really quickly, before we move on to Michaela Lashgate response. Oh, God. God, which, uh, forewarning, we get a little... We're, we're passionate. Get a little heated, you know. We're, we're a little loud. We're a little passionate. We have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> we do. Um, but before we get into that, I personally... <laughs> That's the interesting thing about doing this podcast. I am getting used to people requesting that I address certain topics of things that they know I'm either like into or like whatever. Like people will be like, oh, Jesse, like, what do you have to say about this? And I find that weird because I used to be so not consistent or active online that people just like forgot I existed. You know what I mean? Until I would come back up and be like, surprise. But now people are, you know, messaging me and tweeting me about Ethan Klein and his very, very unfortunate uh, situation with QT Cinderella. You you do mention H3 like five times an episode, so I guess it's, it's I understandable. Do. Yeah, people knew that I'm a big fan of Ethan. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So if you don't know, we did not touch on this topic. Actually, full transparency, we did touch on this topic. And when we realized that QT Cinderella did not want anybody talking about it, Lily was actually the one that told me like, hey, we should take that out. And I completely agree. I think that that was the right move. However, Ethan films live. That's very unfortunate for a lot of reasons, a lot of times. So he was reacting to a situation where a popular male streamer, don't know, I'm so bad at Twitch, I don't know the exact names, but you guys have probably heard of Atrioc. this already. Atrioc. Yeah. He was streaming when he left his phone tabs open and in those phone tabs, people put together that he had a tab open that went to a deep fake porn site. So if you don't know what deep fakes are, they're when a face is superimposed onto someone else's body. It's super weird, especially when it comes to porn, because imagine you've never filmed porn in your life and all of a sudden you're looking at yourself doing porn. Like it's super fucking insanely invasive and horrible. And so he wasn't just on a deep fake porn site. He was on a deep fake porn site where you have to pay to request for deepfakes to be made and the specific page he was open on was a page of deepfake porn of woman streamers specifically friends of his wife yeah. who's also a streamer ones that he like very much knows personally and has a relationship with yes and the one that i mentioned qt cinderella she made 
him and his wife's wedding cake. Like it doesn't get more fucked than that. So she had posted on Twitter saying like, fuck everyone basically who's sharing it. And I'm not gonna try to like put myself in her shoes, but I understand when your pain is being like splattered for commentary and like whatever, people have something to say about it. It's so insanely painful because it's already hard to watch people like say shit about you as a person. But when it comes to things like this that are so violating, it's like, Jesus, it's so fun. Well, on top of it, I think she probably doesn't want people talking about it to begin with, but I don't think it's even as much people like covering it as a news story is that everyone covering it then would show the screenshot of the tab that then would right. like it just it would just prompt people. I guess she didn't want people talking about it in general, and that's why we took it out, which now now it's in again. But she was like, I don't want more people finding out about it because then it just gets more people to look into it and yeah. Google it. I mean, I feel like we don't need to tell you, but absolutely don't seek that content out. It's super invasive. And I feel personally like you are contributing to the sexual harassment of a human being. And I think, I don't know if it was QT Cinderella or one of the other ones that they're like, I have gone out of my way to turn down sex work and have made all of my like following and money like through specifically not doing sex work. And then without their consent, they're being exploited and then they don't make any money from it. It's not even like there's some kind of like, oh, well that sucks, but at least they could, no, they they get literally nothing and they're exploited. It gets worse than that because I believe QT Cinderella in specific had actually spent money trying to get things like this taken down in the past. And that makes it just even worse. But anyway, the reason why I'm even talking about this is because Ethan live reacted to it. Bad idea already. So he, it's not that he's incapable of covering serious topics. It's that he all always, 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 even when he's covering a serious topic, always tries to break through it with humor, always tries to add a little, you know, entertainment here and there. And there's some topics where there's just like no place for that. You know what I mean? And um, he personally covered my situation. Uh, his mom actually was like assigned the task of covering it. She got 99% of it wrong. I found it funny because there was like no real malice. It was a little weird because I was like, damn, that literally was not what happened. But it wasn't like I, I wasn't offended by it. And obviously I'm a big H3 fan. So I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. While he was covering Cutie Cinderella, it got really weird because it was after his Rebecca Black interview. So they had an interview for like an hour and a half and then he kind of just continued on the show. And it was like after three hours they had been filming already. And as he's watching this, he starts like, trailing off like he's very like his attention span's already shit like this is just the truth like he can't focus on shit and he starts trailing off as he's watching it and then he starts laughing before zach zach's the sound guy and he plays the chestnut song which is chestnuts roasting like it's this inside joke they have on the podcast whatever and ethan starts cracking up well and mind you, spe specify that it's an inside joke that they play it during inappropriate moments right exactly yeah but there is inappropriate moments where that could be funny and this was just like not at all one of them because it was literally cutie cinderella live streaming sobbing. herself sobbing about the situation like she was absolutely crushed once that song is over ethan kind of goes like oh my god zach you're fucking crazy and he pulled kind of like when back in the day zach played shut up bitch over trisha paytas talking and it was like this big hit where people were like oh my god zach's so fucking joker brained like you know it was just whatever well he tried to pull that and he's like zach you're a psychopath then he couldn't stop laughing everyone on the crew was laughing Ela was laughing except sam dan sam and love mad. she did i remember seeing her face and i was like shit like she was pissed so it was Sam, Dan, and Love, who did not laugh. Everyone else was laughing.
laughing in the kind of sense of like, oh, we should not be laughing, but they were laughing. But anyway, people just wanted me to like say what my opinion was on it. Like, I don't know what they want me to say because obviously it's fucked up. And I think that, you know, he did apologize immediately after the show ended. He went on Twitter. Um, he apologized. He has apologized on the podcast on the Ethan Klein channel. He's apologized many times, whatever. That being said, he does say things like I have no fucking idea why I do this. And like, I'm insane. And like, literally, I should not have done that, which I think is like really all you can do in a scenario like this. But I said this yesterday when we filmed, although he kind of describes himself as like a safe place for women and like gay people and, you know, marginalized communities to watch, like he's like a safe, like kind of woke, whatever, or at least he's trying to learn. This was a like cold reminder that like, it's very much so a man podcast, yeah. <laughs> like being run by majority men. I was even saying that there are a lot of inappropriate, not tasteful jokes that I might not find funny and that I might find offensive or like rude or whatever, but I could at least put myself in some kind of perspective that I'm like, I understand why some people could have found that funny, like with all of these factors at play. Yeah. This was not one of those situations that I'm like, she's sobbing right now. And Ethan basically like couldn't have been bothered to be paying enough attention that he was zoning out and decided to make this joke when it's like, I don't think he thinks sexual assault is funny. I don't think it was purposely trying to no. be rude or to trivialize anything going Going on. It wasn't appropriate. It she shouldn't have done it. And I think it's something he needs to very much reflect on and be like, you even said he, that he was saying afterwards, like, why do I do this? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think it's just like it, he has a pattern of behavior of doing less than tasteful things. But I, this one felt like it was just like, I don't think anyone thought that this was like, oh, no big deal. Like everyone was kind of like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, I actually watched it live and I was watching it well before the general opinion was in and I was very uncomfortable watching it. And especially when I saw Sam's face and everything, I was like, what is happening right now? Like I remember just, I always laugh at Ethan's bullshit. I think his craziness is funny. I think he's funny and I couldn't do it. Like I was literally like, what the fuck is going on? And it was very jarring. And also I found myself since then kind of avoiding the podcast a little bit bit not that I'm like not gonna watch it anymore but it just sat really wrong with me and I just felt like I needed a break and I just hope he learns from it and it was shitty I mean that's really all I have to say about it there's there's nothing else it just sucked and I don't want to like keep talking about it because I feel like it keeps the topic that you know they don't want to continue being talked about but a lot of people yeah. were asking so that's why but anyway we have much to say about Michaela, so enough with that. We need to go on to Michaela Lashgate response. Because, or lack thereof. Oh my <laughs> God. The way me and Lily have been texting about this for fucking weeks. Honestly, yeah, we're... Lack thereof. I, lack thereof that. referring to um, Michaela's response. But uh, if we're referring to the response of the general public and her followers, I think that has gotten Jesse and I more heated than the actual Lashgate itself. We feel like we're taking crazy pills and 100%. we don't understand how these people are real. In case you don't remember, uh, we covered the Michaela Nagara Lashgate. I actually have picture comparisons oh because I shit you not. I pictured you doing this. Because it's so insane. When she puts on oh the mascara, <laughs> right? It's insane. When she puts on the mascara and says, this is one coat, <laughs> I'm going to go back and put on another coat. This is the difference. There's a couple things that bamboozle me about this, okay? And I could go, I could write a dissertation on this, okay? So Michaela Nagara, very popular makeup influencer on TikTok, most of you already know. And she did a L'Oreal sponsorship 
where she said that she was using their new telescopic lift mascara. But when she went off camera, she applied false lashes to fake that this mascara was great, came back on and said, wow, this mascara is insane. I am speechless. And when her audience rightfully called her out for it, she gaslighted them and said, no, you guys are just proving how amazing this mascara is. And then she disappeared for a week. And we were all wondering, what the fuck is she gonna say? Like, I honestly thought, not that she was gonna do the whole like crying gray hoodie thing, but I was like, it's gotta be something good because what reason do you have for lying? Like, what are you gonna say? That's, I mean, I've only been familiar with her for a, a few weeks, thanks to you. So I'm not really familiar with her enough to have been able to even predict what she was gonna to do even if this wasn't something she dug herself in such a deep hole over because I said in the beginning had she just okay so first of all there were some people that immediately and even still are like well like is she lying though like are you pot like I don't know anything about makeup but I, I know though. that like <laughs> anyone with eyes can tell that she has fake lashes on there's no debate there it's not like she had the lashes on and then puts mascara on or something it's she does one coat and then she cuts and says I'm gonna add another coat and then comes back and literally has falsies on. So it is just like a night and day, like it is a clear difference. I wasn't sure how she was gonna react, but um, how she reacted immediately after in gaslighting everyone in the comments, it was literally being like, see, that's like, that's how good the brand deal is. Had she not doubled down and in the ad itself, she says, this looks like falsies in the beginning. This looks like false, this is how, what? Had she just used falsies and not mentioned it, I think this would have been different. Yeah. I have to though, I have to preface with, I already see all the comments because that is what I feel like 80% of people are saying. It's just mascara, what's the big deal? Y'all are chronically online, she's an unbothered queen. I mean, I've seen the influx of comments. It has been insane. I definitely didn't have that on my 2023 bingo card. Like I was literally like, what the fuck? But I just wanna say this and I'm not trying to be pompous or pretentious or anything saying this. Like I'm just genuinely unsure if people understand that that is such a surface level way of looking at this situation. The deeper, to me obvious, but I guess it's not that obvious, meaning behind this- Is that she's a fucking liar. It has to do with- <sighs> Well, yes, she's a liar, but it's even further than that. It has to do with morality and ethics yes. and what we allow as consumers to exist. Like what we allow to happen. And what we justify. We allowing, yeah, and exactly. Like you guys are doing her dirty work for her by saying unbothered queen. I, she like, she got paid and lied to you. And even furthermore, I mean, we're gonna get into it, but whew, I just had to say that because I feel like people are genuinely just skimming the water. And it's like, guys, this is not about fucking mascara. This is about someone who has built their entire platform on, hey, let me review this thing and I'll tell you if it's really worth it. And now you know for sure that they're lying. Like at least once, who knows how many other times. Or at least that they're okay with lying. So oh, it's 100%. like, well, how do you know when they're gonna be telling the truth next? It also was very telling that in the week following, she did go silent. She wasn't saying anything, but she did go back to that post and she added the paid partnership thing, which she had not activated yep. before, which I was thinking could be from two things. It could be either she has a lawyer that's telling her to cover her ass because she didn't disclose properly. She didn't verbally disclose. And the partner thing that she had disappears right away. And then the hashtag was super far down. So she adds the paid partnership on through TikTok. I was thinking, okay, maybe that's to cover her ass. But then also L'Oreal definitely had to be involved in that too, because when I've had brand deals on TikTok and you need to 
tag them, the brand has to like approve it. It's like when you're doing like an Instagram like collab post, you have to like accept that the other person is doing it. So someone at L'Oreal had to accept it or vice versa. So that's interesting because L'Oreal, to my knowledge, has still not said anything about any of this, which is crazy. I mean, I guess they have way more legally that they could lose than she can. So she adds that. And then she also went back and deleted all of the comments that I said were the problem where she doubled yep. down and was like, oh no, it's just a really good brand deal. That was the action she did take. So everyone has been waiting on the edge of their seats. First time we hear from her is this. I had multiple influencer friends text me and be like, Michaela posted. Like everyone was waiting on this. By the time she does post this, the L'Oreal video has gotten over 50 million views. I'm sure we all know why we've all gathered here today. It's the month of love, bitches. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not fucking around on Valentine's Day, okay? She proceeds to do a Valentine's Day cut crease. And not acknowledge it. No, at all. But someone did comment and say, are you not going to address the elephant in the room? To which she replied, I do in part two or something similar to that. And do you guys want to know... Uh, how she addressed the elephant in the room. This is what she meant by addressing the elephant in the room. Mind you, after over 50 million people were asking her to address it. Just a reminder. People often ask how I deal with fallout. You briefly turn into an elephant. Okay, ready? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Get it out of the brows. But yeah, it works. <laughs> like very little. When I tell you that people thought she was Michael Jordan and she just slam dunked. I, well, I have a question. Like, is it just like coincidental that Fallout, like she is dealing with like the fallout of her situation or like, was that a coincidence? That, no, that was no, part that's of not a coincidence. Okay. I think I that just, was all okay. very calculated. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so when I first saw these, cause they were fresh, honey. Like I was on pot one and I was waiting for pot two. Like I was literally just right there, like waiting for this to happen. And when I saw that this was the response, I was just, I was baffled. I was completely in shock that this was what she did. But but that wasn't even the craziest part. The craziest part was when you open the comment section, people were eating it up. Okay, so quick back up to before she yes. even responded. I had tweeted like after our video mm. went up and I tweeted a side by side of the eyes to show like the before fall season after or as Michaela would lead you to believe before the mascara and after not even it was like after two coats. This is one coat. Okay, I'm going to add a second. Look at the length. Do you see that? So I tweet that out. I don't tag or even mention Michaela. I don't mention mascara. I don't mention L'Oreal. I don't have any hashtags. All it says is like, how does one not only get away with this? And then I did the side by side and then I replied to it. I said, but also this. And it was screenshots of her bullshit gaslighting saying that she wasn't wearing falsies. That tweet, you guys, got 19,000 likes. I am so convinced, and I'm not, this, this isn't to be like, oh my God, my tweet did so. I don't know how people were finding it, but the amount of responses I got to that even, being like, oh my God, it's just mascara. You're being so dramatic. Literally acting like I was insane for even tweeting that. When it was all happening, people were seemingly 100% on board with, hey, this is fucked up. This is false advertisement. Like you're gaslighting your followers. I didn't see not one positive comment on that L'Oreal post. Like it was nobody supporting her. And all of a sudden, everyone supports her and says like, anybody who has an issue with what she did is chronically online and dumb. I got a lot of the 
take that was comparing it to food advertising, comparing it to commercials in general. And I'm like, okay, not the same thing. Oh my God. But so back to this, I guess I'm not surprised that this is the response, but I feel like this is like a whole nother wave of people that I said this yesterday too, when we were talking about it. I want to know, I and I, there's no way to ever find out, but I would love to see a breakdown of the people commenting on this that are like, oh, unbothered queen, I love this. Are they actually fans of hers or are they just kind of like getting in on the drama and they just kind of think it's funny and like are anti-cancel culture? I'm honestly a firm believer that someone forms a large portion of their opinion based on the opinion of others. And when you scroll through social media and you can see everyone's opinion like laid out there and you see that other people are kind of jumping on this like, oh, well, that's fine that she's unbothered. Even if there was like a little piece of you who maybe thought that way, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, see, like I totally fucking knew that. That like made it okay for you to say too. Yes, <laughs> but guys, like honestly, what I'm really confused about again is how people can simplify this so much and whittle it down from the ginormous lie that it was because yes it is mascara and I've seen people even be like did anybody know there's wars going on like yeah we fucking know there are wars going on like we fucking know people are starving people are dying there's people that are being killed right this very second yeah, you know this is a YouTube drama podcast so I mean I think we're pretty on par for topic well and it's not even just that it's just like I hate the whataboutism that everyone is running with because it's like oh yeah she did do that but what about people that are doing worse it's like yeah there's also serial killers and Am I not supposed to talk about anything? Even just the, but everyone lies. And it's like, so that means that you should too? Dude, like, I, I have seen so many of them where they're like, you would do it too for a check. No. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I just sent you one earlier today that it was someone going, you're going to tell me for 300K, which where the hell are they getting that number? I don't know. <laughs> it could be right, actually. But they're like, for 300K, you wouldn't put on some fake lashes and say it's mascara. And I'm like, that's the whole point, though. She didn't have to put the false lashes on. I L'Oreal did not ask her to do that. I think we can assume that. No way did L'Oreal ask her to do that. She did it because she thought it looked better. And when she realized that it, she got caught, because again, Again, I don't even think if we go back, she did it maliciously. No. I think it's just everything after the fact, when she got caught and realized she fucked up and then like proceeded to tell her fans, like basically you're crazy for thinking that I have falsies on. That is where the issue arises. But you really have to ask yourself, like, is this the precedent we want to set with people that have huge platforms based off of their opinion of products? Now, and I, I sent this to Lily today because, man, it pissed me off. She posted a TikTok that was reviewing, I believe it was a Kat Von D, or I don't think that's what they call it anymore. She posted a TikTok of reviewing a foundation. And there was a commenter that said, don't trust you, LOL. And she said, well, thank you for the views and engagement regardless. I love what I do with a red heart. Girl, what? Like when I saw that, I literally was like, all of you who are gassing her up and saying it's just mascara, I've honestly, and this kind of, I don't know if they watch this podcast or whatever, but I'm like mutuals on TikTok with some influencers. And one of them has been like reposting shit like that and been like basically just like commenting on Michaela's stuff, like laughing faces of like basically just, it's not a big deal. It wasn't Mads Lewis, was it? <laughs> no, I'm not mutuals with Mads Lewis. No, it's actually like a grown like woman who I've had very nice 
conversations with. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, how can anyone, especially influencers, be on board with this shit unless it's like a weird part of you that also feels like you would have done it? Or that you've done something shady and it's making you feel like it was okay. Yeah. In that vein, I feel like we've even discussed that like, are we just seeing it like this? Is it so easy for us to see because we're influencers? But then I don't think so because I think there's a whole other side to it. I think as influencers, we should absolutely be annoyed because she is set, like, she's an example for the rest of us. And if she's gonna have now poison all these... Uh, poison. That's so dramatic. <laughs> like tainted all these people's perspective on influencer campaigns that anytime they see one, they're going to be like, oh, that person just did it for a bag. They didn't really care, pay attention to what they were saying. Yes, that's harmful. But then on the other side of it, as a fan of hers, I'm so confused. And this goes back to even the fucking restaurant thing when she was so weird and did her flip floppy lying shit. Why would you be okay with someone that thinks so little of you that one, they think they can pull over something like putting on false mask or false lashes, claiming they didn't. It was a huge fuck you to her entire audience. And I don't understand why they aren't more mad about it. And maybe they are. I, maybe it's not her audience that isn't mad about it. That's the thing. We have a TikTok here that I feel is indicative of the majority of people who are commenting this because I have a really hard time believing that if you genuinely were a fan of Michaela's and you bought things because of her, you'd be okay with it. Yeah, you wouldn't be okay with it. And also I saw a lot of people who were talking about how they had bought things that Michaela had recommended and they really did not like them. And before it could have been written off as like, well, maybe it just didn't work for me. And now everything is questionable. And it's like, well, did you really like that product? Did you get paid for that product? Do you just say you like things when you don't? Like there's so many yeah. questions now that that her fan base should be asking. And to me personally, had I been a fan of Michaela's and followed her, you know, avidly, this response, this like laughing, joking, running around it, treating it as if it's not a big deal, that would piss me off. And it's not because she owes us an apology where she's crying and begging for your forgiveness. That's not what it is. It's about, hey, we know that this thing happened. We, the audience, are the reason you have everything you have. Do you give a shit about us? No, clearly not though. Because that's the thing is she literally just keeps being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Because with the comments, that was the first fuck you with the replies saying like, and, and doubling down and saying that she wasn't wearing falsies. Then not saying anything for a week. Another fuck you. Then coming back and saying nothing. That's a fuck you. On top of it, weaving in these like weird little mentions and just like being really like cavalier about everything when you literally just, I, and people are like, oh, it's just mascara. Yes, but if you just take the principle, one of the comparisons I made earlier was, it'd be like if I got a brand deal for hair dye, then used a wig that was already that color and was like, look at what this hair dye did. Like, no, that isn't the same thing. No, and it would be like if the color that that wig was wasn't even dyed with the hair dye that you used because it's just, it's not exactly. even no, fucking- No, 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 that it had already <laughs> been done. Like I bought a blue wig yeah. and then was like, look at what this blue hair dye did, but it didn't. It's false advertisement, point blank. And all the people who are pointing out the food and the eyelash commercials and that all advertisements are fake. There is a big difference between making something appealing to the, to the customer on a commercial. You're putting steam behind Denny's eggs when you know you go to Denny's and those fucking eggs are ass. Like there's a big difference between doing that and this. Number one, you pointed this out yesterday. They have to disclose if they're doing anything that's 
fake or like using an egg that's like not real or something like that. It's in fine print, but it's there. Yeah. Like this is just not acceptable, not even in the traditional advertising world. And to just, you also pointed this out to me where it's like, I think that all the people that are excusing this just think that all influencers are full of shit. None of them have integrity and none of them are honest. And that to me hurts not because of me. Fuck me. I'm talking about like a lot of people that I follow that are good fucking people and like who genuinely take this seriously and take their relationship with their audience seriously when the tiniest things have gone wrong whether it be brand deals or certain things that haven't worked for my followers or things like that I'm serious I spiral like I literally spiral maybe that's not healthy but like I feel responsible for that relationship that I make from one person to a brand even if it's a fucking mascara I don't give a flying fuck like it's literally not about that it's just like if I'm gonna be given this opportunity to have this platform I do have a responsibility to be honest like that should be the bare minimum we shouldn't even have to be like debating this i know and that's the whole reason that influencers are a thing is because there was that connection and that trust that was built between them and like why they're able to be influencers is because they have influence if everyone was just lying and everyone knew it no one would have any influence yeah why would you listen to anyone yeah i um you know i work a lot like behind the scenes on certain campaigns and stuff with like corporate and large brands and we always talk about influencers and it's so interesting how influencers when you really break it down like when you have to sit down and write it what it really fucking is is it's a real person that's breaking down the wall between another real person and something that's like seemingly very mysterious or unattainable like L'Oreal is not like relatable nobody feels a connection to L'Oreal you know you may buy their products as you see them at Target or whatever you've seen them enough time that you try it but like an influencer genuinely sits down and breaks down that wall and gives you like hey this is what I think about this thing. And it seems like your friend is FaceTiming you and telling you about something. I was just going to say, it would be like if your friend was eating dinner and you were like FaceTiming them and you were like, oh, what are you eating? Yeah, that's like, that looks good. And they suggested you go eat something and you're like, oh, okay. Because you trust their suggestion. (laughs) Yes. It's like if you are drunk at a bar and you go to the restroom and you know how girls are always talking and ask each other, where'd you get this? Where'd you get that? And you see a girl and you're like, oh my God, what false lashes do you use? And they're like, no, I don't use false lashes. This is a telescopic lift mascara. And you see that shit hanging on. You would just leave the bathroom thinking that bitch is a weird ass liar. Like that's someone who's not an influencer. It's just being lied to and then being told, no, I'm not lying. That's weird. Even on a human level, even when your friends, your family, anybody does it. Why are we accepting it? It'd be like seeing someone with hair extensions, but, and seeing the tracks but then being like oh no i just grew it yeah, out just, you see, literally see the tape you'd be like so weirded out <laughs> now all i can think about is that picture of lele pods when she's acting like she donated her hair but she's holding the ponytail oh and you can see God. the tracks that is actually such a fucking good it- Oh my God, Lily, you're you're the MVP for bringing that up. Yes, what the fuck was that? And she got reamed for it because everyone's like, you're lying. And then her whole thing was like, well, I had already donated my hair and I didn't like, basically she didn't take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, girl, that's that's, so weird. And it brings me back to, so in the Mads Lewis video, if you didn't see our whole episode on this Michaela thing, we react to this Mads Lewis reaction, which is infuriating. the same take that we've been (laughs) discussing. But it's literally so infuriating. But at one point, she like, gives a hypothetical like I did with the hair dye except hers doesn't work because she's like if I like promoted a skincare product and it worked for me but it didn't work for you would I be lying and it's like no 
no, that's not the same thing because that's a matter of like opinion. Like that's like it would be it, lying if you didn't like, use the skincare me... and you said my skin is amazing because of this, but really you have either no skincare routine or you use much more expensive products or whatever the fucking. If you lied, then it would be the same thing. Exactly. Like, or same with like food. It'd be like, oh, well, if I don't like the food that you're promoting, is that mean? Does that mean you lied? It's like no, that is a matter of opinion and. I genuinely think that people are just like extremely Dumb? obtuse, like genuinely. <laughs> yes. Like seriously. I'm like, listen, I understand how one could think that if they didn't think about this for more than 0.1 seconds. Like exactly. And not just from the influencer perspective, from all angles. And I, this again, I'm going to show this TikTok, but it just just get ready because it's so infuriating, but it gives more oh context to what we're talking about. I haven't been to work in God knows how many days, so I've had ample time to dive into the TikTok mess. And I just want to say one thing. I stan Michaela. I stan her. Y'all want people to be so worried all the time. And Michaela got back on this app and said, anyway, a Valentine's cut crease. <laughs> Y'all wanted her to read her apology off the notes app. And she said, let's do a deep wing and some gems. <laughs> She might have lost some of y'all, but baby, she surely gained me because that's the type of time I'm on. It is so hard to always be in front of somebody's camera babbling about something and not have somebody dislike you. Who cares if the girl put on a false lash or not? Buy the mascara or don't. I think it's brilliant. She said, forgetting and a full beat. Playing stupid and playing in my eyeshadow palette. <laughs> Comments none, cut crease, yes. <laughs> Go, 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 go. Is that not so fucking I, I upsetting? Can't. It's I, just, this is a character indication. And I'm no Miss Cleo, but like, apparently I can tell the fucking future because a couple episodes back, I said this was gonna happen because this is indicative of a characteristic did, did. of Michaela. This is how she addresses things. This is how she handles herself in real life without the camera. Like, I genuinely believe that because there is no way, and by the way, I, I'm not like, listen, I don't give a fuck, okay? Like, I really don't, but it's just I have a lot to say about it because I am in this industry. I do understand what it's like to have an audience not as big as Michaela's, but like... It isn't as, like, just stupid and throwaway as a lot of people are not. making it seem. And it's like, it's no, not. it's not making us lose sleep at night. And no. I even have said, like, I don't think her actions will even necessarily personally affect you and me, but I do think that it will affect just, like, how influencers are seen moving forward. Yeah. And even how some creators might treat brand deals moving forward. Yes. Like, more and more creators every day. So many people have TikTok followings. If they all are like, well, Michaela lied on that one TikTok, why can't I? And like, everyone's just thinks being dishonest is the norm. That's it not- It could have been literally someone even that had 50,000 followers. To me, it's not about it being Michaela because I feel like people are like, you're so pressed. You're so obsessed with Michaela. Like, it has nothing it's to do with the person. It's because she has 15 million followers. It's not because it's her. I don't care if she has an accent. I don't care if she's faking the accent. But it could have been anyone. It could have been absolutely anyone yeah. doing this. And I would have found it, again, it could have been a drunk girl in a bathroom. And I would have found it fucking weird. And I don't know why we, as a group, it's not, listen, nobody needs to bully this girl. Nobody needs to tell her to go off herself or some crazy shit like that. The people that are doing that, yeah, okay. You, you need to like simmer down and get a life. But. What I'm saying is that this is deeper than people are making it out to be. And why are we, why are we as a collective society online allowing and encouraging someone to lie, get paid for lying and get away with it 
Like we're praising that. That's weird. There was one response to my tweet where, oh my God, it was like, I think I had responded to someone else and was like, yeah, but she said she, like something about FTC guidelines. I was like, she broke mm. FTC guidelines. That is illegal. Someone responded, literally was mocking me, meaning that's illegal. I'm like, it is? I, I don't know why this is a, a, oh my God, what's happening? At, at the very least, understand that what you did was illegal. It was immoral. If you don't want to address it, that's fine. But when people are saying things like, you know, I feel like I can't trust your reviews. Don't turn it around and make it seem like they're the bad guy. Well, that and also to me, my ultimate ick. And I have had a lot of negative experiences with influencers over the years. So I know the red flags to look out for. And comments like this, like, thanks for the views and engagement, is such a red flag as a personal, like, she is in her diva creator stage. Trust me, like, I know it. Even though she might be, like, a nice person, whatever, she is in that bubble. And that bubble needs to be popped. I mean, can you imagine? She just had the biggest scandal that has, I mean, that's hit the makeup world since like drama get it, yeah. probably. In general, just like that it has hit the influencer ad space world ever, probably. And she just got away with it. Yeah. And now is just posting a shit ton of like puppy content. She didn't just get away with it. That's the part that gets me so riled up. She is has, being like, like people, cheerleadered. Yeah, <laughs> people are like, go, Michaela, go. You are fucking slaying, girl. And I'm like, you know what? Well, I guess I, I'm dumb. I have to say, <laughs> even with that TikTok that you just showed, I have to assume that those people aren't her real fans. They're just people that are getting in it on the drama. And like, I think that girl doesn't give, I mean, she clearly doesn't give two shits about the situation, but like she made that TikTok for attention. Like yeah. she's like, oh, I stand Michaela. I followed Michaela. No, no. I think Michaela will post like two videos and then she'll be yeah. like, oh, bye. I don't feel like that girl is now going to be a lifelong fan. So it's not like she gained this whole new audience. I think she gained maybe some support that's hyping her up right now, which honestly is just going to lead to her ultimate worst demise now her head's so big and she's just gonna do something if she just got away with this i mean again fortune teller here i guess we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back there'll be something else oh like God. there just will well, so and whatever speaking of um dramatic well i guess she isn't that dramatic but um i was gonna say speaking of dramatic beauty gurus jeffrey as we know, um, came back out of his hole. Clawing his way onto the scene. Her. So we're also mad at her for that. So Jeffrey clawed his way out of the hole in Wyoming that he was hiding in from the Illuminati. And you might remember, uh, made the TikTok where he is trying the mascara and he like calls out Michaela and like multiple <laughs> times, yaps. calls her a bitch, <laughs> says that like he needs to come back because all these bitches are lying and he needs to be the one, the honest one that blah, blah. So all very negative and like in a very, I would never do that. That's horrible. And he actually like, I mean, fuck mm -hmm. Jeffree Star, but at least he was denouncing it. Yeah. Except then after Michaela has made her return, she apparently thinks everything's back to normal. And apparently other people do too, because she got invited on another brand trip and announced that she was going to Wyoming, which she, in the beginning of that little announcement, if you want to play that really fast, she uh, does a little nod to these rumors that apparently mm -hmm. her fiance, Cody, I might get fined for saying his name. Don't talk about Cody. <laughs> people were speculating that Cody was Jeffree Star's mystery man. It was like a joke, I think, right? It was like his, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a joke, but like his head low-key does look like the guy who Jeffrey was posting. Uh, so Miss Unbothered, because I, I just want to make it clear, for someone who's very unbothered, she makes a lot of n nods, like you said, to everything. 
So to me, that's not extremely unbothered, but okay. Get ready with me to go to Wyoming. I got to make sure my man's not actually there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I am going to Wyoming, but with Glow Recipe. The fact that she already has another brand deal. It was probably already in the works. True. But, but that they didn't cancel it. I know. I find that weird because I know a lot of my friends, like, when anything happens, they're even, like, really diehard brands that have worked with them will be like, we need a break. Like, we, we need, like, a year <laughs> off from working with you. I, so, I feel like it would be very understandable for the brand to be like, you know, we're just going to, like, take a beat and um, yeah. we'll work with you in the future. Um, But, yeah, so she acknowledges the Jeffrey thing. And then after Jeffrey has called her a bitch and called her out on all of her shit, all right, y'all, I'm just going to say it once. Yes, I see your thousands and thousands of tags that Michaela is in Wyoming. I'm sure she's had that brand trip planned for a long time. Jackson Hole is like six hours away from the Star Yak Ranch, but I reached out, I invited her to the ranch. I said, let's do a, let's do something together. Let's try the L'Oreal mascara on camera or will the contract not allow it? Um, she's seen it and she has not responded yet. First of all, he looks like Edward Scissorhands with those nails. <laughs> he literally drives me fucking bonkers. His comment, the th yes, guys, I've seen the thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of comments. Yeah, it's you like don't get thousands and thousands of <laughs> bullshit. He really, I, he irks me. I don't know. I'm sorry, but yeah. So, well, I mean, literally, don't act like you're like on your like high horse. And why the fuck would she want to hang out with you? <laughs> Like, well, don't, first of all, don't act all high and mighty and act like you're better than her. Like she's a bitch for lying. And then two seconds later, be like, oh my God, Michaela, come to my ranch. So annoying. What? I, I'm telling you, he just sniffs out wherever the opportunity or relevance is. And that's Absolutely. where he goes. He's not yep. Mr. Peaceful with his yak jerky in Wyoming. Like that's not what, what's fucking happening. And also, I just want to say, this is before I forget. She has posted multiple videos since then actually using the mascara, which people are also praising. Like, oh my God, so petty love that and i just have to say her lashes look like spider legs when she's using this mascara and i know that it's this mascara because you literally see her using it but literally can we just throw up a picture of what she actually looks like when she puts on the mascara versus what she did in the advertisement it is such a like laughable slap in the face situation and the fact that people are looking at her spider lashes every day and being like queen I'm bothered like I just I can't and yes yes the mascara sold out I guess it was a successful campaign for L'Oreal all of that to me is irrelevant like it really fucking I don't give a fuck if L'Oreal profited like that's not but what also, I'm talking like, about L'Oreal is such a big company them selling out one mascara once is not gonna like suddenly thrust them into like yeah and like, also I, I don't know think it's yeah it's not like she's helping an indie brand out or something but also yeah. it's like l'oreal if i'm not mistaken like ever since i was in high school i feel like every new launch of something like this has been sold out l'oreal if they launch a new mask they don't do that every day so it's like telescopic is one of their most famous mascaras now they have telescopic lift like it is a big deal so yes maybe some people got it on tiktok because they wanted to be you know in on whatever was happening but like michaela wasn't the only reason <laughs> like, they sold like out. You. <laughs> but I, but it returned because it because because they were out of stock. It was close. It was close. <laughs> yeah, it's just so frustrating. I don't know. I mean, people are going to ream us. Well, speaking of buying makeup, the last thing about Jeffrey Star I'll say is I did find it very convenient that when I was on his TikTok pulling those other ones, I saw this post, which might explain why he is so eager to jump at every opportunity to get back in the 
world's good graces. Yeah. So he bought like a retail space in Wyoming. And it's it's nice, actually. It's really nice. It looks it looks like a wedding venue. Yeah. Well, he says it was a wedding venue. Yeah, he says it was a wedding venue. It's very obvious. If you've been following, I still follow like people like Peter Mon. Uh, still cover like old school kind of drama where they'll be like, oh, Jeffree Star did not sell out his palette and stuff like that. And if you follow those people, you know that like it's been a long time. It's been since the Shane conspiracy palette that Jeffree Star has sold out. That includes his mystery boxes that always used to sell out. People used to like set their fucking calendars, all his palettes. Now he doesn't sell out anymore. And yeah, he is doing all of this so that he can find some semblance of success again because his lifestyle is fucking insane and he needs to well, support I mean, it. You just look at the timeline. Look at the documentary when he's like i'm quitting youtube fuck that no one watches that anymore yeah long form <laughs> content as as, gross then as soon as the Michaela thing happens which i might point out is on tiktok yep. yet he says that that's going to be his return to youtube for makeup reviews um i think obviously he already had this in the works for a while it says spring 2023 mm-hmm. but imagine in his brain he knows that he's opening this retail space which in wyoming i can't imagine that I mean, you don't think it's on and popping over there? I can't imagine the clientele is going to be (laughs) who he needs to be shopping there. But um, maybe. I don't know. No offense to Wyoming people. Not even that. Like, how many people live there? Like, isn't it about like, doesn't he live? Isn't it rural? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so he I'm just imagining has that in the back of his head. Then he sees this Michaela stuff go on and he's like, oh, fuck. This is the perfect way back in. And now he's literally just doing anything he can. Yeah, that's the Jeffree Star way. That's his MO. It's honestly, it's so, it, it gives me the ick. Like just watching him like scrounge for drama. I just, I can't. Um, did we want to, the one other uh, response that we haven't gotten to, do we want to watch the Tana ones? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so I saw Tana Mojo also responded. The first one she posts is her testing the mascara, uh, quote unquote. And then the next one she posted is her reaction to Michaela's lack of reaction. And... Y'all, I'm sorry, but I aspire to be this level of unbothered. Worldwide Mascara Gate scandal, 50.2 million views, and the bitch came back, no apology, didn't address it, and is reviewing a Huda Beauty setting powder. Come on, that's gold. I will never be apologizing or addressing anything again. Yeah, like she's not, yeah. It's funny because actually now watching it so quickly after the one that we hate that makes us cringe, it's very, very similar as to what they're saying. But because it's Tana and because she gets canceled all the time and does problematic things, which we do not endorse or condone, it's funny because it's clear that she's not serious. Like she is serious that it's funny because it is funny because it's like comical. How Well, and also anybody that like follows Tana even like for two seconds, you know that she's like really open about like always talking about her scandal. She's always talking about Tana Khan and all the shit that she's gotten canceled for. Yeah, she, she does doesn't just like ghost her audience. Yeah, you know that like she wouldn't, like she literally has verbal diarrhea 24 seven. So like, you know, she's not serious about like, I'm gonna do that, which makes the whole thing feel more like a joke. The other one seemed like I'm Michaela's number one fan now because she lies and I love lying. Exactly, <laughs> like, yes, yes. It just, yeah. The other one she had posted first, this was kind of in the vein of the whatever All right, did. guys, Mascara Gate has taken the internet by storm. And this is the first time that I really wish I had a podcast because the jokes I would make about this 
would be top tier. And I know it. But that's beside the point today. I feel like you guys know, you know, L'Oreal isn't paying me a dime. I tracked down the telescopic lift mascara and I'm going to be reviewing it for you guys today and telling you my honest opinion on it and if it really works. Tana's on it. Okay, so these are my lashes before. They definitely have a little bit of last night's mascara on them. But as you can see, I'm not working with much. They are that of a chode. So maybe telescopic lift is going to change everything for me. Okay, I curled my lashes and I'm putting on the first coat. Not to be mean to Tana, but honestly, <laughs> does curl a good mascara? I will say that. <laughs> no, she has really short lashes. They're just like, okay. they're just like straight. One yeah. Now at least my lashes are visible. But for me, it's always about the second coat. So I'm gonna let this fully dry, and I'm gonna come back to you with the second coat on and give you my final, final thoughts. Game changer, game changer. I just put on the second coat. It looks so beautiful, so natural, you guys. Let me know what you think in the comments below. I'm tat. <laughs> That's honestly not no, that it's really far not. And but I do love her video. caption. It says, "I think Michaela told the truth." <laughs> it is funny, and a lot of people did very similar things. And yeah, I mean, it's funny, but I, listen, as tired as I am of hearing about the whole mascara thing, I just think that we all need to put our thinking caps on and really dig deep here, guys. I know we go on social media because we want to scroll, forget about our lives, but I just, let's dig. Let's dig deep in our soul and find it in us to understand why lying is bad. We got to go back to pre-K. But everyone lies. Everyone lies. Uh, literally, bro. Yeah, it's false advertising, but isn't everything false advertising? No. No, it is not. Anyway, uh, well, this ended similarly to yesterday's uh, where we're just we're just fuming. <laughs> we're just fuming a little a little worked up again. Yes, it's just mascara. Lily and I, I'm pretty sure we'll sleep just fine tonight um, and it'll be OK. But, you know, having these conversations, in, in my opinion, is uh, is important. So let us know what you think down below unless it's that it's just mascara. You can keep that one to yourself. Yes. Oh, you could also keep chronically online to yourself. That one's played out. Lost its sparkle, if you will. Oh, my God. Um, There was. Oh, my God. There was. Lily. See, I'm really. I'm no, 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 I'm not another topic, but I'm so, I'm so mad that yesterday's didn't, I mean, obviously I'm mad yesterday's didn't record, but I feel like there was so many gems in there. One of which I have to just artificially bring up again. Okay. We talked about, I, I brought up that Michaela has kind of started to um, clog her feed with uh, videos <laughs> of her new puppy. And I was like, I have to say the dog is cute. So we decided she does get one point for the dog, but then she loses like 50 points for everything else. But Jesse brings up, that the dog's name. Well, the dog's name is Chorizo. Okay, so you know this the meat, the, the Chorizo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, she cannot pronounce that, so she says Chorizo, and it has it just gets under my skin so bad because I'm like, <laughs> why would you name your dog a Spanish name and you can't pronounce it? Like C H in Spanish is ch. Like choo choo, not shoo shoo, or like you know, like that is not how we say it. So it's giving Hilaria Baldwin, and it's pissing me off. I was gonna say. So my favorite part about all of this is that I also brought up that uh, I made the realizations separately, but I, for some reason didn't connect them. That we did Michaela and Ilaria in the same episode, and Michaela is from Boston and has this accent, and people do say that she maybe fakes it. We're not even gonna start with that. <laughs> and then Ilaria 
is actually from Boston and fakes her Spanish accent. When two worlds collide. Two Boston gals faking their accents, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. And then the fact that she's naming her dog a Spanish name, it uh, like, uh, I, oh my God. Which fine, that's fine. But if you can't pronounce it. let's pronounce it right. It's chorizo. She literally says chorizo. Like shh, like shh, like you're in a library. It just is a little thing. But also I do want to say, I also find it problematic. Not trying to cancel Michaela for like every little thing. But it does bother me when people, you know, shop versus adopting. But especially when it's breeds like pugs who are like so inbred that they literally suffer through life. Yeah, it's like literally, yeah, yeah, they could be happy happy with her but they like fucking struggle so i just think that's fucked up uh but anyway if you guys made it all the way to the end of this absolute train wreck we appreciate you and um yeah i think that's it for today's episode <sighs> yes it is thank you so much to scentbird for sponsoring this episode and also just a reminder guys that we are also available if you're watching us right i guess you could be doing either but we're available on both youtube uh so you can watch us or if you would prefer to listen we are available on apple podcasts and spotify and if you do listen then if you also went left us a little review and rated us that'd be, that'd be kind nice. of helpful I guess or if you're here watching us then um, you could subscribe because we're almost at 50,000 in fucking sane thank you guys so I, much I won't yeah. believe it uh, but anyway we love you and we will see you on Sunday bye bye Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.